Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That guy down there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And you might notice that our background today is very brackety. Or if you're listening, you might not notice that, so I'm just going to explain it to you. There's a bracket <laughs> in the background. It's very attractive. It was made by Chris. But before I let Chris <laughs> introduce the bracket... It was it was made by Chris, but also with the help of a third-party app. But Chris would have done a much more elaborate job inside of Excel if we'd thought of this sooner than today. But Chris, before we get to that part, how are you? How was your week? What are you looking forward to at Con? Tell me about your siblings, because it's apparently Siblings Day at some point, or was at one point in the past. April 10th. April 10th will be National Siblings Day. So by the time this video comes out, it will be approximately two weeks ago. (laughs) Well, I think we we can maneuver some things, but which I haven't talked about. You're you're right. I'm being stupid. I can. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. My bad. That also means we push back the remembrance rewrite again. Again, sorry, Caitlin. Poor Caitlin. All she wanted was to hear our admittedly <laughs> solid ideas. I'm excited for it, actually. And we're just going to keep teasing her. <laughs> we Caitlin, wait till you hear this great idea that we have next but we, week. We recorded it last week. You know, I'm not a lot like, man, I really like that idea. We recorded it on April 1st, 2022, which means it's going to come That's out true. on <laughs> two weeks. April, let me think. 15th? 16th, yeah, because uh, we recorded on a Friday, so yeah, Friday. 16th. But that was, yep, sorry, Caitlin. Either way, we <laughs> just dragging our one fan along. <laughs> we have more than that, hey. Okay, at least dragging solid, the one person solid. that's very engaged in remembrances. And I appreciate it. She gave us a lot of ideas today, which uh, which sparked a bigger idea for me in general. Anyway, more about to get to re- in about the, in remembrances because I'm not rewriting. No, not my rewrite. about not about remembrances. Just about oh, okay. the podcast in general. Oh, okay, excellent. All right. Oh, what was you talking about? Okay, so my How my was week, week? Yeah. today is. Uh, I mean, today is fine. Oh, something about work frustrated me, which led more into <laughs> me being in somewhat grumpy mood. Um, but uh, better now, I suppose. But uh, everything's fine. Today's nice to say. I grew up, not today, whatever. Tomorrow, when this tomorrow is National Siblings Day, um, when this is dropped, I grew up with four older sisters. I'm the youngest of five. I'm the only boy, which is always used to be like a character trait of mine. <laughs> like that's what defined me for a long time. Um, see, what are my sisters' names? See, there's Tamisha, and then there is Tamisha. Just say, what are my sisters' names? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> well, also I don't, I don't. <laughs> thing is, I don't call like two of them by their actual name. There's okay. Tamisha, which we just call Misha, uh, and there's Tamitra. No one calls her Tamitra at all, okay. ever. That's just Michi Lee or Michi. Okay, uh, and it's for some reason it's a nickname that comes from Tamitra. Uh, that makes enough sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then there's Latoya, which let's call her Tay, which or Tay Tay. Uh, then there's Whitney. We do call her just Whitney or Wit. Most time Wit, Whitney, Wit or Whitney. Uh, yeah, group. And we're all about two years apart. Uh, Tamisha is only my dad's. Anyway, they're all well. We have a pretty good relationship. 
and everything. Um, we all get along pretty well. Um, for the longest time, <laughs> it's always kind of. Uh, for the longest time, my middle sister Latoya was like she was like the Raphael of us. <laughs> like she was the rebel without a cause. That's your really nice way of really... calling her grumpy and angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we would meet people outside our family who knew her, and like, oh yeah, she's so nice. And we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like what? Which sister did you meet like, now? What's uh, my friends were like playing outside without me for some reason? Well, because they have their own, they have their own lives, and, I, <laughs> and, and for some and reason, I wasn't... they had the audacity <laughs> yeah. to have fun without me. What a crap. And then they're like, and then I met them up like hour, a couple hours later for some. And then uh, they're like, yeah, man, your sister came down and bought us all ice cream from the ice cream man. I was like, oh, Michi did that? And they're like, no, it was, it was a toy. I was like, Latoy bought you all ice cream? With real money. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's just so funny to think about now. But uh, I think I got a pretty good relationship. You know, always wish we're closer. Part of that's probably my fault because I'm terrible keeping in touch with people. Uh, and like... I'm not good at returning texts. But anyway. <laughs> So shout out to my my siblings. I grew up with one of them, Whitney. We we shared the same room until I was probably like fourteen, which is just terrible. <laughs> Looking back, it's like why? Yeah, like I was one That's in my own I'm room. Saying. Like why? Why can't you guys force all three of them into one room and give me my own room? I'm the boy. I should have my own room. I say three because I grew up. Uh, Tamisha didn't grow up in the same household that we did. She grew up with her mother, but. I was a, a, a marriage before, uh, not a marriage, a job before my uh, parents got married. Um, what happy siblings day to all Chris's siblings. I think it's very interesting that you have nicknames. I'm, I'm the second youngest of four. We don't have nicknames for each other whatsoever. And I don't know. It's just interesting. Is, um, is, this, a, is this a cultural thing? I was, well, I was trying to think of a nice way to say it. Is that a cultural thing or, no? or is it a, is it a I cultural mean, thing? In terms of uh, in terms of black versus white, or is it a cultural things in terms of like city versus rural? Uh, I, I want to say, oh, definitely black versus white. Like okay. black people in the country got even wilder nicknames. Like, <laughs> and stuff. like it's, it's <laughs> hey, Junebug down there, then he got some crawdads. They're gonna cook them up later. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I. Th- think i, got I can uncle, see uh, that it's probably yeah. uh maybe in general too because i live in a largely hispanic neighborhood and i majored in spanish in college uh and in in language and literature um but like in in my experience even hispanic people it feels like they're much more likely to either have a nickname or to go by uh, like a shortened version of their name or even just their middle name yeah it feels much more common in yeah. that than, like, it, than it does like where I grew up so I, I believe it like no no one calls me Chris in my family absolutely what are you short no Chris one to? does <laughs> nothing not there's no nickname <laughs> for well my <laughs> uh a few oh, only a couple call me Ryan uh most people call me by my nickname which is Buki which has nothing to do with that's like a it's not like a, a shortened version that's, yeah, just, that's a family thing right like that's just some I don't, that nickname sometimes come out of nowhere it holds no type of uh, relation to your actual name. It's just all right now. This is your name, and you will forever be known by this name. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best kind of nickname. It's so organic, like it just came from nothing. 
but yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's really cute because my niece, her nickname is also Buki, but like I don't know how she got that nickname. What some person at her daycare gave it to her, and then so now there's two of those. There's two Bukis, and it's kind of cool. That's kind of adorable. Does she know that yet? Like, yeah. is she old enough to appreciate yes. it? Excellent. Yes. So. Uh, so no no nicknames. I'm second youngest of five, and we're relatively even spread, like twos and threes, until uh, tell my youngest brother. But I've got oldest brother Chris, second oldest brother Randy, both great athletes. Uh, one sister Shreena, she was in the middle and the only girl, so I feel like she really got the short end of the stick. Uh-oh. You would think certain things, like you said, like does she get her own clothes? She get her own room? Kinda. We shared a room till I was like. I was probably eight. She's probably 11, which I think is probably about the time where you should be cutting that off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I think legally, uh, different sets. Siblings aren't supposed to share a bedroom. After, I don't know. I read that somewhere. I can see like, being like a state <laughs> That's thing, funny. You know, like certain states got different weird laws about family, family stuff. Yeah. And then there was a, and then there was me and I'm uh, me and I'm weird. And then there was a five year gap. <laughs> Between me and my younger brother, which that's pure accident territory, but mom stands by her decision, stands by her claims. And so, my mom, uh, little, I guess, uh, <clears throat> um, I hate when I can't think of words. Um, <laughs> something I was talking about her, one of my, my sister Whitney asked her, like, she planned any of us, and her reaction was, Plan who plans to have a baby? No, we didn't plan for any. Like, oh thanks. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> what happens, happens. Yeah, that's why you have that's why that's why you that's why your youngest child you had was you were twenty six and we were all like two years apart. It, all I'm saying is that you can you can be not planning a baby and then you can be not expecting a baby and those are two very different things. <laughs> And I don't yeah. believe for a second that Jordan was expected, but uh, <laughs> I get along well enough with all my siblings. I'm definitely the the weird one of the bunch. If you don't count the fact mm. that Shreena's the only girl, so Ooh, I can which, hear which which Ninja Turtle are you? Oh, uh, he's not my favorite turtle, and this is going to sound detrimental, but they will never listen to this podcast. It, I am absolutely the smartest kid in my family, and it's not close. Mm. They're all athletic. I'm not athletic. I, I am down. That's funny, Sean. So I, I had to reconcile with the fact that, you know what, I am Donatello. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not that I don't like Donatello. He just wouldn't be my first choice. You know, I'm a he's, Mikey he's guy. My, he's, my, he's my least favorite. Like, uh, my, Raph like, is my, le- no, Leo's my least favorite. I love favorite. Raph. Raph is, Raph is my favorite. Leo's my least favorite just because he's a, a, a douche. I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, but Raph is always my favorite, mostly because my favorite color is red, and that's how okay. I had favorite things then when I was a kid. I like blue, um, but Leo just is off-putting. But again, so my sister Latoya is is the Raphael of the group. I can't be Raphael. I'm not that person. <laughs> I, I love him, but I'm not that person. So that's my sister Latoya. The leader, of course, is the oldest one. Uh, my sister Michi. I mean, I'm count. I'm not counting my sister Misha in there just because it's just a different little dynamic. Because there's only four um, turtles. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> See, no one wants to be Venus, or they've added one recently. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I'm, he's yellow. I'm uh, anti turtles post Michael Bay starting anything. No offense. Uh, so I, I'm not definitely. I'm the youngest. I'm not the leader of. <laughs> of Doesn't them. make any sense. Yeah. Uh, 
And then there's the goofball Mikey. My sister Whitney is way more of the, the goofball. So she's Mikey. So that leaves me. And I am... My sister Michi is pretty smart. But I, I'm probably the smartest. I wouldn't say by a lot. But I'm probably the smartest. I'm pretty sure I had the best grades in college. And... Uh, and I, I probably ended up with the most like knowledgeable job jobs and stuff with like analysis and like, data. Yeah, and like stuff intellectually and... demanding job. Is that a nice yeah. way to put that? I mean it yeah, doesn't have to be sure. nice. They're not gonna hear this. <laughs> They're not. It's okay. I, uh so yeah, so I'm I'm regretfully Donatello. I am regretfully Donatello as well. I'd say my oldest brother is it's not that he's a leader in a traditional sense, but he's like, he's like the, the businessman and he's always got like the, like the plan. Like he, I don't know how to say it, but it feels like the, like he feels like Leonardo. Like he knows which thing you're supposed to be attacking next and how to get like that kind mm. of leadership. And then, uh, by process of elimination, Jordan being, uh, being Raphael, cause he's a grouchy bastard. Me being Donatello, cause I think that's just the best fit. And then my second oldest brother, it's not that he's a party animal, but he's generally a, like a happy, fun-loving enough guy to be a Mikey. So it oh, kind of okay. fits. Shana doesn't fit a turtle personality. I don't think she'd be upset by that. It's only four turtles. She could be Venus. I don't know what Venus is, but that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we we all get along pretty well. Jordan is probably my best friend, family-wise, just because we spent the most yeah. time, uh, the most time together. So just inherently, nothing against the other siblings. Happy Siblings yeah. Day, siblings and parents who had those siblings and all that good stuff. And we just, we just made comparisons of our siblings to the Ninja Turtles on an Avatar show. Like, we could have been like, which Avatar <laughs> character are you? No. Nah. nah. Avatar characters. That would be nope. interesting. Nobody has four siblings in Avatar. No, no one would care. Yeah. That's true. That's well. What's the biggest family in Avatar? I mean, so the biggest, well, technically the biggest family is Ty Lee. She has, I think, seven sisters who are pretty well, okay, identical to her. Okay, but what's the biggest her? one that we're familiar with the family? Is that Suyin's kids? Uh, that uh, there's four there. There's four there, um, and then and then uh, Tenzin has four kids also. Oh, four and four. I'm not a good fit for any of Suyin's kids. Like, I feel like I'd wind up being an opal, and that doesn't feel right mm. for me. But yeah. You're right. Turtles are better. There's like more and, divisive yeah. personalities, and we and we don't know what type of person Rohan is. Yeah, we really. But don't, that do that we? probably fits though. The there the well, Tenzin's kids. There's no Raphael in Tenzin's kids yet. I guess Milo. Yeah, Milo will be the Raphael. But Milo, um, Janora, of course, is Leonardo, and the although she's also Donatello because she's also really smart. Yeah, no, but Icky isn't Milo, like Milo thinks of himself. If you ask Milo who he was, he would say he's Leo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he would tell you to your face. He might be wrong. There's there's a little bit of things in there because Milo's probably the most goofballish of them. So then, but there's something like Milo. there's something kind of innocent about Mikey, and that's Icky. Is there? Is it safe to say that Avatar characters have just a little more depth to them? <laughs> <laughs> We're having trouble classifying these characters that don't fit into a single because trope. They... Because they're more multifaceted. Because they're real characters. The Ninja Turtles. This is not a on the Turtles. The together. original it's... Turtles animated show is one of my favorite TV shows. I've read, the, the... I've read several of the Turtles comics. Yeah. I got them hanging over there. But in terms of character depth, it's a little different. Yes. All right, but today, 
what we're here to do Today is to do a fighting tournament of the siblings in the Avatar universe, which there's a lot more probably than you think. Uh, some I left out, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and, and rank them for you. I, I chose 15 of them. And I'll go from last to first just to keep it suspenseful, or you can just read the thing right there if you want to cheat, I guess. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, number 15. I suppose I could have hidden it, but now that it's been no, no, 20 it's fine. minutes. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, 15. And so any ones that have like most people in their families, I split them up and I put the two strongest together, the two who I think would fight best together. And then some are leftovers, and I put those together just because. Okay, just so, fill some gaps. That's fair. Yeah. So number 15 is Opal and Juan. Uh, Juan. Juan was the artistic one. Oh, you know what, though? I didn't. It's okay. He can miss out. Oh, she has five kids. Suyin has five kids. I forgot about Batar. Uh, I forgot Junior. about Batar, too, because he's a jerk. <laughs> I didn't include him in this. So, I guess he could be with the... Uh... Nah, never mind. That's too weird. That's no. You just put him up against, uh, against I, what's his I, name I saying, top if you want. That's fine. Yeah. I was saying that he could sure why not uh he could partner up with um kuvira because kuvira is like an adopted child of suyin pretty much yeah but that's weird because they're they were a couple before and a sibling gets kind of brady bunchy but we'll do it anyway yeah why not let's throw him up there and see what happens okay although she probably wouldn't have been it'll never happen yeah i mean i would have put her at probably higher than that just because it's kuvira Kuvira, yeah Uh, yeah. but no, Batar Junior adds of, nothing. No, the lack of chemistry is gonna is is part of their weakness. Yeah, and maybe he would have a mech suit. He may, uh... Nope, no, no okay. mech suit. He's okay. We'll just say he's sixteen seed. Um, they're sixteen seed. Okay, fifteen. Opal and Juan. Um, fourteen. Gosh, why can't I? Okay, fourteen. Bumi and Milo. So. Bumi, kind of third wheel. Milo, also a third wheel. I put them together because I think they're interesting. 13, Dinora and Icky. Those two would definitely pick each other over Milo. That's fair. That is uh, accurate. 12, Wei and Win. So Su Yin's two twin sons. 11, Ru and Yaling. You don't know these two. They're from the comics Imbalance. Um, one is a, Ru is a non-bender who can chi block and Ye Ling is an earthbender who honestly went toe to toe with Toph. So you love to see there. What what yeah. age of Toph? Like they're uh no about twelve year old Toph, thirteen year old. Well actually so probably fifteen year old Toph. Pretty much like fully bending developed Toph. Yeah, fully metal bending, had nice. her metal bending academy and everything. Nice. That's that point. Yeah, she's probably about fifteen or fourteen mm. at that point. Number Tenzin. I mean, number <laughs> <laughs> number ten. Tenzin and <laughs> number ten. Tenzin and Kaya. Uh, number nine. Guitar and Saka. Some people might think that's a low ranking them, but I think it's accurate. Number eight. Eska and Desna. Number seven. Lin and Suyin Beifong. I, I just love that pairing. Love those two characters. Number six. Mako and Bolin. Number five, Tanrock and Unalak. Tanrock being Korra's father, Unalak being her uncle. Number four, Zuko and Azula. Number three, Iroh and Ozai. Number two, Amon and Tarlock. And number one, Hundun and question mark. Hundun was, if you don't know or familiar, he is from 
the Legend of Korra video game, and uh, his brother is a conjoined twin, so it almost doesn't count. But I'm like, hey, no, they're siblings. That's very, very much counts, and so I, I, I counted them. So uh, I had kind of forgotten that factoid, so I was very curious. <laughs> but the one ranking that caught me off guard. I got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he went. It's. I don't, it's it's interesting. He's probably one of the biggest threats to Korra. Probably most biggest kind of unknown threats. And uh, I should really probably do more history and stuff on him. I looked over his Wikipedia just to yeah, rem- I, just to jog my memory on things. But. And I only remember him even from the I, I played the the I guess the PS4 technically in PC game a little bit, but I actually played farther into the 3DS game. I would imagine those share mm-hmm. a very similar story of what you get, but. He seemed like a jerk. Yep. All right. Oh, uh, also, Sean, so we're going to decide together, but we'll try to do it like we've done before in the past. If we have a, if we don't agree, that we'll each get, let's say, four type break. No, five. Five? Five, like, no, like vetoes. Where yes, it's like, five vetoes. I'm, no, mine is right this time i don't even think when i'm looking yes. at this i don't think we'll need that many even but hey i don't here. i don't Let's, think so either yeah. all right five vetoes each and uh you can veto the other person's veto but then you both spend that ve- a veto yes just See? like Yu-Gi-Oh. so we get to the end and we disagree and we both got all five of our vetoes left is there is there a rock paper scissors function on on this app? Uh, no, I'd probably just see to you. Ooh, like, you know, you know like we Chris could do that? this. Wait, <laughs> I, I think we could probably wait. Rock paper. Wait, rock paper scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Make it work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Came in here the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so excited for that show. July twenty seventh, everybody. So excited. Okay. So round one. We have the of course the uh, oh oh yeah, Sean, I meant to say. Uh congratulations. Sean's alma mater KU won the national championship. Uh think speaking of brackets. They um and I think I like wishfully thinking noted that in in what is that the remembrances rewrite that'll get pushed back to next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you I'm did. wishful thinking. Yeah, it was a, a great game in the largest comeback in history, which I always <laughs> so bad. Don't get down that far, man. Come on. <laughs> no, it was a great game. Uh gonna go to the parade on Sunday. And yeah, it's know. exciting. And I'm I love sports. I lo- we love basketball. We talk basketball. I would say that I love basketball way more than I love KU in particular. Same with football. Um, but it's still like you want your team to do well like you can't keep yourself from being excited when your team does well so yeah super excited way to go bill you earned it maybe by cheating but that's not my place to judge round one hundun hundun i'm gonna say i think i'm pronouncing hundun okay uh okay so a little bit of Backstory on Hundun's abilities and just his backstory in general. Hundun had a battle with an avatar about a thousand years ago, and the avatar beat him and, like, pretty much banished him to the spirit world in a certain sense. And then when Korra opened up the spirit portals, he was able to, like, come back. His powers include. 
Dang it. Why doesn't have a powers include thing? Okay, wait. I'll go over his powers. Abilities. Uh, while an early man, Hundun revealed himself to be a man of great power and many skills, a powerful earth bending master. So his earth bending is his main bending. His powers were such that he could lift an enormous construct high above the ground and maintain his focus of it during battle. Hundun also possessed considerable hand to hand combat skills. In his preparation to gain revenge on the Avatar, Hundun learned much about Chi on how to block it near indefinitely and how to absorb it. Likewise, he was able to erect powerful barriers, some of which could only be broken through with certain bending powers. The skill Hundun prided himself on the most was his ability to perform a dark power called the Chaotic Attack. With it, he could teleport himself, produce shadow clones of himself, powerful dark energy blasts, lightning, in dark energy pools to either trap targets or summon dark spirits whom he could control. While fully immersed in the chaotic attack, Hundun would produce a dark aura and grow much taller and muscular, dwarfing most humans, which greatly augmented his physical prowess and enabled him to stretch his limbs a considerable distance. The dude's kind of OP. Uh, that's what I was just saying. It's like, all right, he's an earthbender, but also but, he's magic. Yeah. <laughs> Was, yes. He's a witch. Um, all right. So, versus uh, I mean, we Hundun and his conjoined twin. Why not? Yeah. Hundun and his conjoined twin versus Kuvira. Uh, let's see. How would this battle go? Just to, how could Kor, I'm, I'm sorry. How could Kuvira possibly win? I mean, it just feels like metal if, he, heat. if he can maintain, uh, if he can essentially earthbend while he's in maintain that kind of focus. Of earthbending while also doing those other atrocities that he seems capable of committing. Uh, you know, it feels <laughs> like he could negate uh, Kuvira's greatest strengths and then have a little something extra in the tank to throw a you know, dark energy hole in her face. Yeah, I mean, I think Kuvira is probably. She's probably, you know, uh, agile enough to block a lot of these. Attacks. I haven't played the game in a while, but I remember being able to like probably dodge fairly well. Um, but it was be a matter of her like having to <laughs> like cut him down with with the metal. And uh, you know, I just don't just don't see her winning that bad. I think there's just too many. It's just it's just too big of a hill to overcome, especially with basically no help. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Batar's getting killed in like the the first. Uh, well, let's say if, if Batar actually has his mech suit with him. But why does he get a mech then, suit? Then, that's because it's cheating. So I'm just trying to think of a way that <laughs> okay that he uh, could I mean, possibly. If you're gonna be honest, I'll, that's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still don't see it i don't think a mech suit's uh, gonna especially if it's made of anything metal <laughs> i mean he can't metal bend that's good <clears throat> uh hondon can't metal bend but uh yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna yeah take uh i'm gonna take hondon in this it feels like not being able to metal bend is like that one weakness that would doom him in a fight versus kuvira but I don't know. It True. Feels... That that's the like I could see a ten percent chance of Kuvira winning. But it it uh, 
I would like to think that if his if his earth bending can keep her metal bending at bay, then his other abilities would be too hard to open. Yeah. 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 That's all right. So no argument. Undone. Undone makes it to the next round. That's why. That's why he's a one seed. I'm still cool because you know, so kind of so much so obscure for some people. But anyway, all right. Interesting fight coming up. This is really interesting. Eska and Dessa, the eighth seed versus number nine, Katara and Sokka. So, Eska and Desna, I love the way they fight together. They're so in sync with each other. Like, they are just just pure reflections of each other. Katara and Sokka, they, have, they had good moments of fighting together, especially in the day of Black Sun when they fought along with their father. I thought that was really good. But, I don't know, there's two different fighting styles. But Katara is a much, I think she's a much better waterbender than Eska and, and Desna. Um, but, but they're still really good waterbenders. So, I don't know. What do you think, Sean? My, I feel like, I feel like the world would want Katara and Sokka to win. But, like, could you, could you imagine a better, like, possible chemistry than what Eska and Desna would theoretically <laughs> have? And then I can't imagine, especially with some of the stuff we saw them pulling, like, even in, in, book two I, yeah. I can't imagine that Sokka would be a whole like, lot of help I don't know how else to say that's, it nicely that's the thing Sokka has right he had a fully fledged you know good Sokka and also to, to kind of level set here I'm taking these people at the peak that we see them in the show except for Unalak because that's too OP like <laughs> like, uh, like he, he was a dark <laughs> avatar <laughs> yeah no no we gotta get like, like regular Unalak yeah, it's regular peak on a lot. But that's also that's kind of cheating. Like you're bringing in, I don't know. It's just that's just the rule I made. Kind of a, yeah, kind of at their regular. I I saw so I picture like I picture Sokka. I think he gets a sword. I, I'm okay. Yes, with he that. has a sword. It gets boomerang club. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. think he gets a lot of time to scheme or or no, plan. It's, it's, I think we're we're throwing yeah. him in an arena, and I just don't see that whatever kind of physical barriers Eska and Desna could throw up together with much better chemistry than most sibling pairs. Yeah. I, I don't And see. I think it's the only way Katara this is a terrible matchup for Katara because she she does better surrounded by a lot of water. But if you surround Eska and Desna around water, like they're running like they're water bending when they were like chasing after Korra. Um that that you you just help them out by by changing the scenario. Like Sokka, if they're just running, if they're if they're if, if this fight like takes place anywhere where there's a lot of water, in the North Pole or in the South Pole, Sokka is just out of his element, which is weird to say because he's a water, dumb, yeah. he's in the water tribe. Sokka, you have no element. Yeah, I I think that you know obviously Katara versus either one, sure, but I just don't think Katara yes. can overpower both, and I don't yeah. think Sokka is enough to offset the difference. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, sad to say, but yeah, Katara and and Sokka is going to be beat. As Kandesna, I think, goes on. No upsets yet. Yeah, that was. A, I think that's a it's a good eight nine matchup. That's exactly what All you right. want in eight nine. Absolutely. Yeah. Number five versus twelve, Ton Rock and Unalak versus Way and Win. Tell me a little more about Way and uh, Win first, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, I mean, there's not much to say. They're they're both very proficient metal benders. They invented their own metal bending game. Um, they're 
Do you get Good much more context of them outside of the show? Or do they have uh, heavier appearances in the comics or anything like that? Or are we kind of limited to the no. minimal show screen? No, not really. Okay. Uh, Operation Bayfong, I think we probably saw them do some of their best bending work. Like they you know, see how well they work together. I just watched the episode because we were going to have plans to review that until about two hours ago. And I changed it up. <laughs> um, up just to piss Caitlin off. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and the thing is, like, to me, Ton Rock and and Unalak, I could Ton Rock to me is is a really really good bender, and Unalak is too. Also, Unalak can, can control dark spirits. Well, like that's not even part some, of. We can't let him be a dark avatar, but we have to be able to account for like his essentially spirit bending abilities. Yes. Maybe. Yes. I think so, so. That's got to play a role. Yeah. This... Uh, yeah. I think so. It, it's tough. Cause we don't know just a whole lot about way and win. And they're probably, they're probably very creative, right? Uh, you know, we, we see they made their own game, uh, lifestyle living with Suyin and stuff like they're probably as innovative as young metal benders come, but it would be. Yeah. It, it, it I would have really feels like they're fighting the forces of evil, right? It feels like two innocent yeah. children fighting evil. I mean, Tom Rock is a really good, uh, of course, that's a really good waterbender. Like, he was holding his, I mean, he he was like the, I feel like he was like the the physical lead warrior of the Northern Water Tribe when he was a prince there. He led expeditions and things like that. And when he's fighting Zaheer, like, he's out to kill Zaheer in certain moments. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, really cool scene. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll be really interesting. All right, there is a thing though here because, like, chemistry wise, what the way you win have, have way more chemistry than Tanarok and Unalog. Okay, but let's um, keep but in mind, I think you don't have to like each other to have good yes, chemistry. Yeah. And I'm sure we could dig up some tremendous, like, basketball duos examples. Mm, that's true. Uh, so I'm going to say that Tanarok and Unalog's just from, you know, growing up together like there's still going to be some amount of chemistry just by way of being they, they, yeah they still know each other and they're both it would probably show through more in the water bending side of course than anything but I, yeah I, yeah i think i think the determining factor for me here is that umlock will have dark spirits on his side and wayne win can't do really anything about that yeah i don't know how you use so, metal bending to combat spirits necessarily yeah. well that could be a tough matchup for anybody down the road yeah. Interesting. So, uh, Wayne Wynn will not win this one. Hey, dad joke number two today. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one uh, feels yeah, mean. Final... This feels mean to me. Oh, it does feel mean. Okay, so we've got number four, Zuko Nazula versus 13. <laughs> number four, uh, Zuko, Zuko and Azula versus Janora and Icky. Like for some reason, if I like a yeah. meme of uh, I don't even know where it originated, but I always hear people say "f them kids" or whatever. It's, that's yeah, Chris putting together Jordan. this bracket. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Azula knows lightning bending, and she is like a, a supreme strategist. Zuko knows lightning redirection. Um. Which actually be really interesting in a fight with them. Like if they actually worked really together, Zuko could like Zuko could bend lightning at Zuko. They could circle lightning, but then like around a but then he could yeah, sick. but then he could redirect it at another person, and uh, 
I don't know if they have that in them to work that well together. I think there were times like in the beach episode when they played beach volleyball, kickball together, whatever. Like they show that they can easily kind of get in formation with each other. Um, I don't think it would take that long for Azula to try just shooting lightning at Zuko and hoping the idea <laughs> worked. Or like it's it's a win win situation. It's either if he, he dies if... or we win. It don't matter. <laughs> So I'm going to take yeah. my chances on that. Zuko would probably just figure it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there'll, be some, there'll be some really good dialogue there of like, oh, Zuzu, you're how'd able you, to redirect that. How did you know that was going to work, being... sis? And, oh, <laughs> yeah, how did you know I that? Didn't. Was... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Either way, I knew I could, take, I could, I knew I could take these. <laughs> Without you, I knew I could take these peons anyway. These... <laughs> These home, these homeless people, and you. Although they have homes, they're, I mean, they're nomads, but they got homes. Obviously, I would um, love to see what Janora and Ikigi came up with, but uh... yeah, I mean, Janora's always pretty adaptable. Like, you know, maybe she gets that from her grandmother, right? Like, she's able to come up with some plans pretty quickly. She's been like the the catalyst to saving the day plenty of times, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the I, I don't, core like, argument you, for you, me. You, I'm like, even if you, like, I think about the fight that Cora versus Kavira, where she, like, bend a bunch of air to distract them. Like, as Azula said, like, fans only make fire grow more. Like, it's a, also, it's a bad matchup. Like, that fire bending versus just the air. Like, I, I don't, I don't see it working Basically, out. Basically, at least one fourteen over three upset happens every year, but I just don't see this one. No, uh, well, sorry, thirteen over four, but I don't see this one. I, yeah. I would say that uh, I, I, I liken it to an Aang versus Korra fight in which Janora would be better off in some kind of competition where it's like, can you survive X number of minutes? <laughs> uh, and it feels like yeah. she'd be crafty enough to find them both away, but. Yeah. And I've never seen anything that strategic-wise or fighting ability-wise from Iki to say she would be that beneficial against Zuko or Azula. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. I'm not. I'm not calling any upset there. I'm... Yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, so we both agree that number four is Zuko and Azula will move on. All right, so number three, Iroh and Ozai versus Bumi and Milo. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, I don't, I don't see these two actually. These Iroh and Ozai, like, there's no chemistry between them, but they're both very strong strategists. They are the and, two uh, they'll that figure four it. siblings doesn't like. We don't get to have any semblance of like what their chemistry would look like, and it feels like they would maybe actively oppose mm -hmm. each other's styles of a pair of siblings that maybe wouldn't have sort of inherent chemistry. This feels like it, but they still, they knew each other for however long they've been alive. That's going to yeah. count for something. Yeah. And uh, so Bumi is, there's no type of, I want to, I want to describe Bumi's abilities outside of airbending because he has this, um, what's it called? Uh, jinx, positive jinx, I guess, where like the unlikely can happen that can help him out. He is but Domino the, in the 
the second mm-hmm. Deadpool. Domino, movie. yes. That's yeah, she has some she has a name of a power that I can't think of. She's lucky. I think it's a power. Yeah. I mean that's the of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's no situation here where luck is gonna beat Ozai. Or or Iroh. Like Ozai is gonna be like, All right, I've had I've had it enough. And then he's just gonna singe the hair off of Boomy's chin and head. Honestly, I feel like they would take out Boomy first. Yeah. It just it feels like they would they would target Boomy first. And they might underestimate Milo, but he's still a small child, so I think mean, I think Milo definitely gets a fart off in Ozai's face. Yeah, some kind of unexpected little victory that he gets to celebrate like to himself later on. Yeah. Oh, and also these these aren't like to the death. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh well, this got way less interesting then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess certain ones maybe. I don't know. We'll see. No, Ira would not let anyone. Anyway, these are all hypothetical battles. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, I don't of think... course, uh, of course, Ira and Ozai goes on to next round there. Yeah, I think uh, so. Okay. Number six, Mako and Bolin, the Sitsi versus Eleven, Rue, and Yaling. This is um, a, this is real interesting. This is where things I I love yeah. uh, Mako and Bolin just because they we finally got the sibling set with the right they're not there's no avatars in there there's no super masters in there but you got two distinct styles of bending but have clearly worked together. We've got lots of material mm. of them being good working mm-hmm. together. So um, I love that part. And then Rue and Yaling, I will have to let you regale me to some degree here. Yeah, I mean, I so Rue's a chi blocker, um, but she's not, I don't, I don't consider her like agile like Ty Lee. I consider her like just a pretty good chi blocker. Now, Yaling went toe-to-toe with Toph. Um, it's funny because there's recently on Twitter, I don't know who these people are, uh, and but they were just like they showed a picture of Toph and a picture of Bolin. It was like who's winning? And a lot of people were just like, oh, Toph is just going to destroy Bolin. I was like, hold up, people. Like I think there's of course there's bias because because people like to just be like, oh, Toph is is the BA. I'm like she lost plenty of time. She wasn't like this this. Hulk like character or Superman like character who just never lost. Oh, I would like, still pick Toph in that fight. I don't know if it's I, land, I would landslide, too. pun intended. Bolin doesn't <laughs> seem like he has the strategic chops to overcome Toph's sensory yeah, I, advantages. Yeah, I would pick Toph as well, but I'm not like, oh yeah, she's going to just 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 uh bend him over and just spank him. I'm like, no, Bolin knows lava bending like that is a huge deal <laughs> and sure Toph knows middle bending that's also a big deal but i feel like lava is a lot harder to manage than metal um but anyway so in this case so yaling did kind of go toe-toe with Toph and just earth bending um but I think Bolin will be able to go at her because she has no sub bending. Bolin is a really good earth bender. Also, he is like a really great pro bender, um, really great fighter. And uh, and the lava thing, I think, takes it over top for me. And then you have um, Mako who can just lightning bend and and uh, kind of, and they're both pretty agile. And, and they both have experience with with uh, chi blockers also. And uh, that's true. But I, it's I, not going to be their first chi blocking experience. 
Yeah. So I think Mocklin Bolin takes this, but it's, this is probably the toughest match so far. I will agree. Like, it's I think this match is so far, but ultimately, I I'm also just gonna defer to you. I just don't feel comfortable, you know, making a call yeah. on on Ruin Yaling. But I do know that uh, Mako and Bolin have, even among all of these other sibling pairs, just have the unique element, pun intended, of they both are different bending styles, and they both have the extremities, one of the extremities of each of those bending styles, and I think, I think that makes yeah. them extremely dynamic. So, yeah. I'll defer to you All regardless. Right. So, yeah. So, number six, Mako and Bolin. So far, no upsets. So, next up, oh my gosh, this is really interesting. Number seven, Lin and Su Yin Beifong versus number 10, Tenzin and Kaya. That, uh, that's a really interesting matchup. Like, these are like the second generation kids versus each other. Man, that's. There's a part of me that says that Lin and Su Yin are just better fighters, but again, I go back to that, like, what's the type advantage here of, of having two different kinds of benders? Uh, but, like, it just feels like Lin and Su Yin mm. would be a... I, I see why you rank them that way. It feels like they would just be better fighters. But I don't know how much advantage we we give. So, like, I've seen... I feel like I've seen more... Oh, yeah, so Su Yin... Her biggest fight, I would say, Clean the Fame, came in Operation Bayfong, where she went toe to toe with Kavir. Like, she showed some great skills in, in that no fight. No spoilers, Chris. That's next week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Lynn, her best fighting is probably against Equalist in season one. Yeah. And they also, them two versus Pali was pretty good. Which one, which um, one killed Pali? Su Yin? So you didn't kill Pali. Okay. But Tenzin, I feel, has just <clears throat> this I'm never going to break attitude. Also, he, he's very elusive. In season three, fighting the, the bad guys. Yeah, and also he three, went. So, killer. Oh, so here's interesting Tenzin went toe to toe with Zaheer. Like, he was winning that fight like in, in that episode. Like, he, he didn't lose that. Airbending days. But yeah, well, that was—I mean—that was like right before Zaheer got uh, unlocked, fly, the ability to fly. But he was still a really good airbender. Uh, granted, Kaya lost to him, but also Suyin kind of lost to Kuvira. So man, this is a a really close fight. Like, ah, uh, that's uh, I feel like of all four of these, Kaya is probably the weakest. Um, I could get on board with that, but that could also be an information thing. She's probably the yeah. least informed character, but I would agree in general. I feel like there's something about Lin and Suyun where it just makes me feel like they would be able to break through whatever kind of defenses Tenzin and Kaya would put up. Yeah, and then here's the thing. We're talking about air versus earth. <laughs> and I feel like air is gonna. I feel like Earth's gonna win out. I just to, to air. I just picture them, you know, like throwing up ice wall defenses or air defenses, and I picture them being more defensive fighters. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't have good grounds to stand on, pun intended. But I just, I, I think I'm gonna vote Lin and see it. It just feels like they would be far more aggressive attackers, mm -hmm. and that would favor them yeah. in this matchup. I 
I agree. I think it's a really close fight. It would be a really interesting fight. One so far. Yeah, like I could go either way with it, honestly, because uh, I love all these characters, honestly. And yeah. I love their. That's um... a tough, a tough break for them to be matched <laughs> up at all, frankly. Why? Why would I do this? Why would I? I should. Uh, why would you <laughs> just, just fudge the rankings a little next time? Maybe make fewer people yeah. murder children in the four thirteen and three fourteen <laughs> matchups. <laughs> Because those kids are dying, Chris. There's no question. <laughs> Azula's not going to let anybody uh, walk out of that stadium. Uh, but I, I I will go and agree with you that Lena Suyin makes out that. Uh, this one's uh, kind of funny. Uh, so number two. <laughs> to me, I think it's funny. Uh, number two, Amon, uh, or his, uh, his watch on name, Noah Talk. And Tarlock. <clears throat> Pretty sure I spelled autocorrect, changed Tarlock to the wrong thing. Um, Amon and Tarlock, number two seed, versus Opal and Juan. Um, yeah. That's um, a third. lot of blood <laughs> ending for one group. It's pretty <laughs> sketchy. Like, in Opal, Juan is a metal bender, but he's, like, probably the weakest metal bender. Even when he gets captured and, like, they save him. He's not, like, fighting back, because that's just not his thing. He bends metal, but it's all artistic, it seems like. You know, we didn't give uh, we didn't give Katara any credit for metal, uh, bloodbending above. Well, I don't give, I don't give Katara, I don't consider her a bloodbender, because Resi- she, she, she doesn't, yeah. yeah, she doesn't okay. want to bloodbend. Okay. Um, now, that, that may come up if she ever gets into a fight with Amara Tarlock, because being able to be a bloodbender means you can kind of stop yourself from being bloodbended uh, blood, to a certain a extent. Bending her own blood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, it would change my answer a whole lot, but I didn't think of it before. But I don't think it would change my answer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Amon probably secretly are... know how to bloodbend or something crazy. That wouldn't even surprise me. Hmm. That'd be <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Bloodbenders. They would. Like, there was a that... pair. Yeah. We are the we are the the chiefs of the Northern Wire Tribe. We allow it. Yes, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. I just yeah, I don't see much hope for Opal and and who on here. I'm gonna say that wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're getting this is they're getting slaughtered. Not to mention you're going up against slaughter. two guys who like wills. Like I know Tarlock is you know not like a literal bad guy necessarily but yeah they're actually gonna literal get slaughtered i think <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be like this will be the quickest match i think i think so too it's not a good they're just like hey all right let's just shoot and then they're, they're knocked out yep gone so all right do so, you want to work your way back up or do you want to go back to the top uh let's work out, uh let's go back to the top back to the top okay all right so uh and then, and we're in the second round here. We're in the elite eight. Yeah, the elite eight. We got Hundun and his conjoined twin versus uh, Eska and Desna. Uh, so this is like a, an Earthbender with spirity powers versus Eska and Desna. And uh, not to have to repeat me of what I just said, but I, I don't see how Eska and Desna could could beat. Undone. They don't have any type of. Maybe if their father had taught them something about dark spirits and stuff, but he didn't. They weren't really into that. Um, and, and for the record, we're not canonizing the idea that they're bloodbenders. We just want it to be true. <laughs> yeah, it's a difference. If that was the case, I would give them 
way more of a chance. They, well, they would have been ranked way higher if we considered them blood. Brothers. No, that's true. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't have pulled yeah. that hood over our faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I can't fathom a good argument. Hunden just seems a little OP for yeah. what's still just going to amount to very good water bending. Yeah. So, uh, Hundun moves on, and his conjoined twin, which I could not find what his conjoined twin name was. Conjoined maybe, twins maybe versus <clears throat> regular twins. That's kind of a fun matchup as well. Oh yeah, um, there's 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 three sets of twins in the Avatar universe at least. Actually, if benders are more actually it's more than that because because there's the um, oh I didn't include them in this. There's the, which because because I, I don't know their name. There was that one, the two twins from the Great Divide. Uh, no, from the fortune <laughs> fortune teller episode because they're like, who's an earthbender? One's like, I am, and I was like, I'm not. And just like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I thought you were talking I, about the babies I, that Aang made up in his Great Divide story. Ah, uh, yeah, there is those two. Yeah, that would have been number sixteen right there. Yeah, <laughs> those babies are being killed. Aang, you want to stick to that story that there are babies? Yeah, they're they get murdered killed. now. So, I thought about including. May and Tom Tom. I'm like Tom Tom's just a yeah. yeah. It ain't right. I'm not here yeah. to kill babies. The only other sister that I didn't include was uh, Zuko's half sister Kiki. Um, I kind of have mentioned, but yeah, but uh, there was there wasn't a good person to pair it with anyway. Hmm. Okay, uh, so next up, next match we have. Hanarok and Unalak versus Zuko and Azula. Oh man, this is interesting. Um, so it's a number four versus number five. Um, let's see. How can... So Unalak does have dark spirits. That's it's interesting. Uh, but Azula has lightning, and also you're going against people who use water. That has to have. Oh, this one's tough. I'm thinking about calling my first my first upset here, just the mm. the, the sheer wisdom of Tan Rock and Unalak, uh, just yeah, a diverse set of experience, very aggressive attacking, powerful waterbender going against against firebender seems like it'd have an advantage. Got the dark spirits that Zuko and Azula most likely in this context would not have seen too much. I guess Peak Zuko possibly would have at some point, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. You know, it feels like the Dark Spirits kind of puts it over the edge. Like if Tan Rock's a, a, an even match for one or the other, then Unalak yeah, and Dark Spirits puts it over. Do I think Tan Rock could beat either one of these two? I think I think he has a better chance of beating Zuko. Zuko doesn't know lightning bending. Yeah, um, and it, it also stands to reason that much as we love Zuko, he's not the naturally gifted bender. He is the practiced yeah. gifted bender. Yeah, this is a really interesting one because these are like two sets of siblings who don't like each other. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it'll too. be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, the whole unlocking dark spirits things. It's hard to combat that because, uh, like, what dark spirits? It is. There's no. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, and like also he could block lightning. Like, just put up an ice wall. I think that blocks it fairly decently well. When I look, um, he's not as agile. List. When I look up and down the list, I see other groups that I feel like would be more capable of combating dark spirits 
but Zuko and mm-hmm. Azula don't don't do that for me. I don't get that vibe yeah. from them. You know what? Has to be an upset at some point. I think this Time is the one. Five over four. Tan, Tan Rock and Unalak beats Zuko and Azula. And I'm sure someone has turned off, if this gets popular enough, people who don't <laughs> listen to us regularly, will turn it off and be like, no, this is, this this is, is not right. They're killing children yeah. and now they Zuko and Azula. <laughs> I gotta put up with Yeah, that. so Tan Rock and Unalak moves on to dance around. <clears throat> then we have Iroh and Ozai in the number three seed versus Hamako and Bolin. Uh, this is really interesting, but I think I think just the wisdom and strategy of Iroh and and Ozai, and also they would actually be able to. I think they'll be able to uh, extinguish um, uh, Bolin's lava. Yeah, even though there's some weird crossover there, but. Clearly, their great grandfather, their grandfather, was shown to be able to extinguish lava. If anybody would like, like all of Bolin and Mako's unique strengths, that could just be sort of outdone by wisdom and experience, and and it doesn't feel like a very good matchup for. Yeah, neither one of them two. Like, if you split up those fights, or in in any way, Mako and Bolin isn't aren't beating. I wrote or Ozai individually. Because uh, uh, I forget, I don't know if we ever see it. Can Ozai bend lightning, or is there any presumption that he would likely be able oh. to bend lightning? Oh, without a doubt, he can bend lightning. Yeah. yeah. So that first, that first, in fact, his lightning is like double-barreled lightning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He pulls both. He pulls out both pistols. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And I just, would... I feel like Iroh would would take either individually. And yes. then it's fair enough to presume that Ozai would overpower the other one individually. So I, I don't have, I don't see much here. I'm, I'm going Iro and Ozai. Yep. All right. So then we have the uh, seventh seed Lin and Suyin versus <clears throat> Amon and Tarlock. This this, this just comes down to. I mean, it just comes down to. Um, we I mean we've seen this. You know, Blood bending is going to be hard yeah, to get past. Blood, it's it's hard, yeah. Like I can, uh, that's a that's a well earned number two seed because <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. I'm trying not to peek in advance too much, but I don't know what gets past that, and I don't think it's these two. <laughs> in fact, yeah. these two's biggest weakness like, would be running up against bloodbenders. Like where all the, all the crafty metal bending in the world, like. Yeah. Like, we've seen Tarlock be surrounded by, by, just by himself, around some of the best binners. He's surrounded by Tenzin, uh, Lin, right in here. Just so just double Lin. Just like yeah. a room. He just, yeah, and he's the weaker one of, of the two. And yeah, uh, there's, yeah, there's no way they're they're losing. I I want to look they're, ahead and think about what it would take. But I don't want to look ahead because that'll spoil some of yeah. my own, some of my own fun. Yeah. I think. Okay, back so to definitely Amon Amon Tarlock beats Lin and Su Yin. Yeah, so next round, good. we're in our final four. So what do we have? We have Undone yeah. versus. And, uh, um, it's going so slow. Tarlock and Unalak. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Oh, this is a good matchup here. This is it's good that Hundun runs into somebody else that's got some like evil wizard shit going on. Yeah, yeah. So happened. let's see. I feel like I need to let me let me read back 
Undone's abilities. So when he can get into the chaotic attack, he can teleport himself. <laughs> Which I don't get. Reduce... I don't like that. I don't, I, I don't either. They... It's clearly uh, made for video games. Like, uh, this is a yes. character made yeah. for the If this game. was in Avatar, I don't think he would... If this was in just the show, I don't think he would have the ability. But this is canon. Like, Mike and Brian... Mike and Brian did consult, and they were very involved on this game. This isn't, like, one of those random games that just come out. Can we establish... that? Right, this isn't, like, all of Nickelodeon's other games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can we establish that Hunden's ability to teleport is spirit world related hmm is that is i would that say that's actually a very good point because if that is the case uh, because we could have a fun fight here the last fight i believe in the video game took place in the spirit world because it took place at the trio time and so that probably did amplify his powers i'm sure I think if his if his ability to teleport and and manipulate like the dark energy holes and things like that is that that to me is like that that's perfect for Unalak to to combat, right? That Unalak's probably the first qualified person in a thousand years to combat mm-hmm. uh, that. And then uh, something else that I kind of like is that uh, Hunden's conjoined twin. What's that guy contributing? <laughs> Well, he has a full body. Like, if you see the pictures of him, I recall. Uh, uh, I recall that much from the mm-hmm. game, at least, or from the yeah, from the cutscenes. But uh, I'm sure there's some extra, like, extra power there. Like, maybe Hunden is is bending, sort of bending for two, so to speak. But like I said, well, if there's ever a person yeah. in a, in a millennium to combat that, maybe Unalaks are our best shot here. So the other abilities include lightning, uh, dark energy pools to either trap targets or summon dark spirits. Although I feel like we can negate, I feel like Unalak and and Hundun, I don't think they both have really good dark spirit abilities against each other. So that those two probably negate each other. Um, so That's then cool. you have. That's but then I you like still have the whole. In my head yeah. Is that? Yeah. Is that? It's not that Unalak is overpowering Hundun's dark, dark spirit abilities, but he's like he's like holding it at bay, as long as he can, mm. and so that's like you know right, what well, can, can Tonrock like slice him up into into <clears throat> into pieces, on the side? Can he combat both up? The thing is, is that Korra defeated, Hundun. Uh, let's see. Because by spirit bending, All right? So it says, though Hundun was able to stand up anyway, no one had the shrimp to fight, which is a metal weakness. Uh, wait, let me let me read how he lost to Korra. That might be interesting, might be our only point of legitimate, yeah. Evidence. <laughs> uh, okay, so well, let me just read the story, I guess. <laughs> After a lengthy battle, the two Korra and Hundun finally achieved a land. Of, no, I'm sorry, that's. <laughs> The two being the conjoined twins. Um, um, okay. Gathered all their uh, charge again. How was she? 
Uh, okay, let me read. Okay, anyway. The two brothers tapped Korra. While telling her that they had a way of millennium for a battle, the Avatar would not survive. The Dark Masters started by using powerful physical attacks, strengthened by dark arts and lightning strikes. Recognizing they would need more, however, the brothers began to summon dark energy pools and dark spirits to hinder Korra while continuing their barrage of brutal strikes. So it seems like they had to... So it's just not like instant get into the chaotic energy type of deal. They had to like power up essentially. It's not. Uh, it's not like some crazy telepathy. There's. A, it's, it's, it's not like the Avatar state. They can just be turned on. There's a bending like form that. to it, so to speak. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, I don't think it takes that long to power up, but I think it takes probably some type of concentration. Um, it did maintain um, that he could, you know, he could. Uh, what did it say? Like hold massive earth structures and things. Mm-hmm. And, and maintain that even while I forget exactly how it said. So that kind of gives you some hope, but maybe it's just the amount, like the timing element it takes to do those crazy magic things. And yeah. hopefully that would mean that that Unalak would stand a chance of, again, maybe not overpowering. And Tonarok. I mean, Tonarok is also. It, well, Tonarok in my out. mind is like the offensive on the other side. Yes. Like if, if Unalak's yeah. really like spirit to spirit. And then simultaneously, Hunden is trying to maybe kind of earth bend off to the side to keep Tonrock at bay. It's like, can he can he manage both? Yeah. Okay. So the two brothers Tatkor, while telling her that they had waited a millennium for a battle with the Avatar, would not survive. The Dark Master started by using powerful physical attacks, which I feel like Unalak and not Unalak, yeah, Unalak and Tonrock will be able to combat. Strengthened by dark arts and lightning strikes. Recognizing they would need more power, however, the brothers began to summon dark energy pools and dark spirits to hinder Korra while continuing their barrage of brutal strikes. From time to time, they would also retreat to nearby floating rocks and create shadow clones to fool their target and unleashing lightning storms, <clears throat> dark energy beams, and earth-bending attacks at her. Defending themselves with the spear barriers and illusions, they managed to hold the Avatar at bay and attack at the same time. After a lengthy battle, the two finally achieved to land a brutal attack, kicking Korra up into the sky before they could charge again. However, she entered the Avatar state, following her into the air. The brothers gathered all their energy for a last confrontation, causing Hundun to confidently smile at Korra. With her in the Avatar state, however, the Dark Masters were unable to stand their ground. Finally, Hundun and his brother continued to yell that they would kill the Avatar and plunge the world into chaos, though they were simply told that their time was up. The brothers charged at her last time. Only time Korra repealed their attack and unleashed a brutal barrage of attacks on her own before throwing a gigantic boulder at them and cast them down into a floating island. But when Dunn was able to stand up again, he no longer had the strength to fight, which was a moment of weakness Korra exploited to use her spirit bending on the brothers causing Hundun uh, to cry out in pain. Sp- spade. So, hmm. I think... <clears throat> I think this is the the worst matchup possible. Sort of, maybe so far, definitely for Hundun. Because Unalak has a real good hold on the dark spirits. Also, Unalak feels equally as evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, no punches pulled. I... And it's all, it's, and it's, it's almost two versus one because 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 they're together and like they're they're bending and they talk in kind of one voice, but. Uh-huh. But oh, also the thing is that Korra used spirit bending to defeat him. That's what I keep coming Unalak, back to. Is if Korra did it that by herself in to her, defeat him, yeah, 
it feels like Unalak could do enough of it to incapacitate Unalak, who, you know, beat... Who was like, dude, yeah. a master at it. Korra was like a beginner and able yeah. to... I mean, she needed the Avatar State to, to kind of beat him physically uh, and kind of get over some of those other elements of it, where the earth bending and spirit bending, dark spirit bending. I, I'm ready to throw my vote at the uh, at Tonrock and Unalak, I think. Hmm, man, this is a tough one. This is a tough year right here. We've had so far. Mm. Nah. Um, hmm. It feels like, it you know what? It feel like Hunden got a tough draw by, you know, Tanrak and Unalak getting the upset, right? And then having to run into the one guy that makes it feel, feel possible. Man, this is tough. Um, I think the Hunden still manages to pull it off somehow. Okay. But I think we should. I think we should not use our vetoes. I feel like this is so intense. We should go into rock paper scissors. Okay. Uh, you go on shoot, right? Best, yes. Best shoot. of three. Okay. Oh yes, best of three. Best of three. Rock, paper. Wait, wait, wait. Let me start. It's, it's, I'm, I'm gonna go. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna go rock paper scissors shoot. Okay. Sounds <laughs> okay. good. Rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. It's so hard <laughs> to get started at the same time. Okay. Yeah. One, uh, yeah. one zero. I, 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 yeah. Yep. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Two. Ah, got it. Okay. I'm done. All right. It's hard to get this starting. Like, once you're going, I know, right? it's fine. But getting yeah. started is hard. All right. That's that's an interesting matchup. Oh, Very yeah, close. Win to overtime. The, that. the most painful one to this point to decide. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Iroh and Ozai. Versus the three the seed. Bears. Versus the Bloodbenders. Ah, man. Uh, as, as diabolical and evil and powerful um, Ozai is, which is almost a testament to Korra's villains um, being somewhat uh, more, not only more nuanced and three-dimensional, but also more powerful. Yeah, even, uh, I'm going to get to Bloodbenders most, on this. Yeah, even most Avatar fans, that, at least you know, in, in our experience, like Ozai tends to be the weak point in a lot of discussions in terms of being a nuanced mm -hmm. bad guy. Not that makes him a worse fighter, but we certainly, you know, don't don't have as strong of feelings about him as a bad guy in general. Yeah. Um. Listen, Iroh. You know, Iroh is great, but could you imagine? That's so sad. Could you imagine old Iroh, even though he's a BA, being like Bloodbend, like, oh, oh, I can't. I can't do anything, Zuko. Sorry. And bloodbending, I was <laughs> such a creature of convenience, it feels like bloodbending. Like, he wouldn't even try to fight it, would he? He'd just be like, ah, this ain't my thing. Yeah. This, this is uncomfortable. Gotta get up, careful. Gotta get up to the to the blood bloodbending brothers on this one. I don't <laughs> I don't have much qualm with that at all, I don't think. I, I Yeah. Sorry, I can't sorry. Think of, I, wrote, I can't I think on. of how you overcome <laughs> good bloodbending but hey chris if there was a time to think of how you overcome mm. good bloodbending it would be it would be right now it would be right now yes uh yeah so it it's number one versus number two hundun versus aman and uh unalak and uh I'm trying to so, out my picture here and i can't do it the thing is i guess wait i need to backtrack here for a minute uh, is Hundun? I mean, he's a human. He's not a 
beard necessarily. Human, Chris. Would we still allow him? I mean, he. That is true. Would I would I have still allowed him? Oh, Steve Bloom plays him. I didn't know that. Um, I'm gonna say he has a body. He has a physical body. And that's. I, I think know. he's. If he doesn't, yeah, I think he's got blood. If that's what you're working. Yeah, towards. I would argue that he's got blood. Yes, I I think so too. <laughs> Um, that feels so evil. <laughs> He's got blood, so I know he can bleed. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so you have a really, really powerful person who can, who is kind of rival, I guess, the power. Well, he can't rival the power of the after I say after I say clearly won that fight against Korra. Um, for for core, so he's not that level, and the only person who's ever been able to resist bloodbending without some type of power up was uh, Katara one time, because she's a really great waterbender, and Korra because she is also a great waterbender and she just has and she was able to resist Amaz bloodbending without the Avatar state. That being said, the thing those two have in common is that they're waterbenders. Undone is an earthbender, which doesn't really help out. Like, even before Undone has a chance to, like, attack them and stuff, this is, like, one of those championship games that you think it's close, I think. Is it, and it is turns it out that... It the, might just be who, who kind of gets their action off first. It's almost the opposite of who scores last and, it, like, whoever's got the ball last. Yeah. Into the NBA game or the NFL game. It's so, kind of so for some reason, I'm thinking of this really dark, going real dark here. Before yeah, I said, all right, there's no there's no killing in this. And then, and then I kind of try to give myself a disclaimer. This is where the disclaimer comes in. I think Amon and Unalak are going to like blood bend together and then separate the joint. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I, would, real dark. I would watch, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, um, I really... Gosh, whichever one, whichever one gets to pull off like his signature bit first, especially like what's their bloodbending range, you know, right? So what if what if Hundun? That's just, a good question. Um, like lifts so. the whole like, just propels himself and just a mass chunk of land, just right out of the stadium, lifts it up into the sky. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, I really think it's gonna be hard to decide without knowing who who gets their shot off first. Who's got the quicker trigger? So I think, well, if we're talking about their big moves, right? Because this is what it comes down. Who can get off their big move first? I think Hundun has to charge up that power. But not his earthbending. And, I'm uh, actually bringing his earthbending back into play. Oh, his earthbending. Uh, because uh, if that, I don't that, think that, that in my mind is like a good competition for bloodbending is like literally displace them. Uh, uh I don't think Amon ever has that. I don't think Amon has ever had that issue against any bender like it wouldn't matter if it was Toph right his dad went up against Toph and Aang and whoever like going up against normal bending has never been an issue for them especially Amon because Amon he he moves even before the fight starts he's already like mentally maneuvering them that's why a lot of fighters can't before the fight starts because you can't tell (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What That's why like fighters can't get a hold of him. He's already bending them to where he can dodge stuff. Um, 
And so I, I think he'll be able to dodge any type of physical bending okay. thing that comes his way. So then, if you're putting up blood bending versus versus spirits, I think I think that he gets blood bent way before he Hunden gets blood bent way before he can. I, yeah, do any of his spirit think, interactions. Yeah, I think so too, and I think he wouldn't be able to teleport. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would also think that this is a case like, where you being... teleported, you teleported across the room, but you forgot something. Your blood. Your blood. He looks over. There's just <laughs> an outline of him in a blood shape, in like a human shape, like running through a wall in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. This, uh... and then he's just like. Ugh. So That's even sorry. if you said that Hundun and conjoined twin had, you know, kind of like twice as much bending power, but also two separate minds, so maybe they're still separately strategic right like all those normally being bonuses unfortunately in this case there's still just one target for two bloodbenders yeah. right that's <laughs> like the worst case scenario is that they two bloodbenders <laughs> still just got one thing to aim at and uh you know i'm actually gonna let that kind of sort of be my deciding factor is like they don't even have to pick who's who they both know right away what are we gonna do we're gonna bloodbend this one old cripple <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So actually, I'm going to say, yeah, that's my deciding factor is one, one target, two great bloodbenders. Yeah, these are yeah two really amazing bloodbenders. They have like, if you look at their record, look at the people they bloodbend. It's it's not good. It's astonishing. Yeah, it's like there's there's Lin Beifong, there's Tenzin, there's... A couple of avatars. Um, yeah, I mean, their dad, which I think Amon was a better bloodbender definitely than his dad was. He bloodbend an avatar into a freaking coma. Like he needed the avatar stay to beat him. Um, yeah, a couple different avatars. Also, Amon. For some reason, I'm just not thinking about this because I don't. I don't think he'll ever get to this point that he'll be able to take away uh, Undone's bending. Although he would be able to probably take away his spirit bending. No, hmm. I'm not sure he'll be able to take that away just because I don't know about spirit bending. He but wouldn't I do feel like. Every earthbending other type of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, earth or or lightning. Although, if you're like in yeah. immense pain, how much spirit bending could you do? Yeah. So, and also, I don't, I don't think it gets like Amon was taking like people's bendings to prove a, a point, it, and it wasn't like ah, right, in order to defeat you, I need to take away your bending first. So just like, no, I defeated you first. Now I'm going to take away your bending. Um. I I keep picturing the fight starting, and and Aman and Tar uh, Tarlock just just the idea of getting to sort of focus all of their energies on a singular object. Yeah. And that singular yeah, I mean, object is is I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't. I don't. I don't see a good defense against the bloodbending powers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And also, again, we're I'm assuming, yeah, I assume he has blood. But yeah, blood bending is like the most OP thing in the Avatar universe, except for the Avatar state. Which makes sense. That is the Avatar state. Chris, if, if yeah. Tonrock and Unalak had won, would your answer have changed? I think my answer would not have changed. I think it would not have changed. And I was really close to going with Tonarok and Unalak. Like, very, very close. We had to have one dissension uh, in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, it would have been a much easier match. Like, I'm thinking, who on this list 
could have be, I mean, probably Undone is probably the well, only closest person. We're missing that the would Avatar able... state. <clears throat> it feels like the biggest. Oh, you know what, though? Katara. No, because I don't. I've had this argument with people before. Katara can't beat Amon or Tarlock. Not a bloodbending, um, not unpracticed. She might protect herself, but she's still got a liability over there. Yeah, so who on this yeah. list tops bloodbending? Uh, I think Hundun would come the closest. Here's a here's a weird thing I'm gonna throw out, and I don't know if I like the idea. I'm just I'm just tossing it. It feels like if anybody would know how to sort of defend against not beat it, but defend against it, like maybe Tenzin and Kaya, like the awareness of it, uh, mm. the the airbending. So I don't know what kind of distance we're talking on bloodbending, but it uh, it feels like there'd be something just from from their awareness and knowledge of Dad's trials and tribulations. Against Yakone. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what Dara's though? Tanarok. No, never mind. I still don't believe it. I, nah, even the Tenzin Kaya thing, I don't like the idea of beating. I mean, if. Just maybe being more prepared, but not. I don't know yeah. what they would do. Unalak wasn't a bloodbender, surprisingly. Um, if he was, he still probably wouldn't reach the level of of Tarlock and Amon was able to easily defeat Tarlock who was a really really great bloodbender and so yeah I'm not really seeing anyone what if, uh, what if Eska and Desna were secret bloodbenders would that defeat them then, uh, uh, which, I'm still which, taking which siblings <laughs> I would uh, I don't know why that amuses me so much the idea of them being bloodbenders I think just because they have that yeah that vibe to them now, if we wanted to, if I if I really want to stretch it, I probably could have had Kyoshi in in Lek in it. Okay. Because uh, but but I feel like I feel like they just became. I feel like right when they became close, that relationship ended. Unfortunately. Well, and I don't even. I still wouldn't. Not without the Avatar. Yeah, like they well, you should go but to they the Avatar had state and and get all giant oh, and yeah. stuff. That would be really cool. But I suppose you'd have to draw the rules on that. Well, if she if. If she has the Avatar State at her disposal, I'm picking her over. Yeah, so it would all come down to Avatar State or or not. Is is that included or allowed? Yeah, and I would I would include Avatar State because that's like a a base. Yeah, that's always within them. Yeah, I'm taking hundred foot tall Avatar Kiyoshi. Yeah, Uh, Avatar. Probably she'll be hundred foot tall, but But I don't know. She Uh, was tall, didn't she? But also, how big did she get when she was doing the? uh, No, she never got big. I don't think. Or what'd she do? Like. She floated up in the air, hundred feet in the air, him. with airbending. Yeah, okay. And ra- yeah. yeah. No, no, I like the <clears throat> giant Kyoshi better. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm also I'm somewhat stretching the idea of them two being siblings because they're raised by the same people, but they weren't. And it definitely wasn't the same time, and they just got along together like briefly at the end. There, I mean, they were really close, um, but that that would be kind of stretching the sibling. I think uh, the other I stretched it here a little bit. Agreed. But... Agreed. <laughs> nope. I don't. I don't see. A, I don't see opposition here to the two most powerful bloodbenders in the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, good fight, though. Yeah, I, I'd watch absolutely. Um, <laughs> video game characters versus OB bloodbenders. What could possibly go wrong? Chris. Thanks for drawing up this idea on this fine... Uh, well, I was going to say, I keep thinking it's con, but if we move this weekend up, it won't be con. Uh, it won't be the, the con show. It'll just be a regular show on Siblings Day, which is April 10, you said? 
Yes, April 10th. So okay. call your siblings. Yeah, I'll move this. Yeah, call your siblings. Tell them. Don't tell them you love them because you, know, you don't you always tell them that. But just tell them. I don't really but, do that to my siblings. I want them to know that I love them. I just don't want to say it. So maybe just say, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Express it in the form it's... of uh, action. <laughs> that sounds so weird to tell my siblings I love them. Can, can I do that? No, I'll just, I'll just interact with them and let them know that I care. That's the right way. Oh, yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, Chris, thanks for drawing this up. And thank you all. And Caitlin, we're really sorry. But we will mm-hmm. we will get our remembrances rewrite up next week. And next week also we'll be prepping for, no, two weeks out from whenever this episode posts. I'm so confused on what's going where. <clears throat> Sometime we'll go to con. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. And the week after con, we will be sure to make our, our video like a recap or snippets of our of our trivia panel at con. Yeah. All right, Chris, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks a lot, everyone else. Have a great afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is. Do that thing. We'll see you later. <laughs> Music. Are we gonna ask each other a question? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs>